Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market. Coming to you today with the subject matter of winning too much. What could possibly be wrong with winning too much? Well, I have got a good email here from a guy who has really found himself in a mess. And I actually relate to this far more than I would care to admit. And that's when you get too high on yourself when you're on a winning streak. I think, especially for guys in general, I think it's a it's a difficulty. You start winning and you start feeling like you're way better than you are. Your ego gets a little bit more involved and you don't want to have another loss. In fact, you think you shouldn't have another loss. And so when you do come across another loss, it almost like triggers something in your mind that create more losses. So that's the point or the topic of this particular podcast episode, winning too much. This person writes me with the subject line, winning then losing big. How do I stop this madness? He writes, hi, Ryan, man, I'm at my wits end here. I've been tuning into your podcast every chance I get darn good stuff, by the way, but I've hit this insane wall and I'm hoping you might help me with some good advice. Here's the crazy cycle that I'm on. I get on a winning streak and it's like, I've got the Midas touch. Everything's golden. But then it's like I get drunk on my own success or something. And I start feeling invincible, making wild bets, throwing caution to the wind and just forgetting all the trade management principles I know that I should be following. And you guessed it. I'm then slapped with a huge reality check that hurts the wallet big time. It's so frustrating. I mean, I know better, but it's like, I can't help myself. What would you do if you were in my shoes? How can I keep my cool and not lose my head and my cash when things are going well? Hope to hear from you soon, either in your podcast or an email. I'm genuinely lost. Thank you. I forgot to give the guy a redneck name, didn't I? Shoot. Let's give him Shelby Joe for a redneck. Sincerely, Shelby Joe. (laughs) All right. So what can I contribute to this conversation? I can contribute some personal experiences. I know that 2022 for me was an incredible high. The market sold off pretty big. It was a nasty, nasty market for probably 99% of traders. And it wasn't your typical market like what we saw in 2020 and 2021, where it seemed like the market was just going to go up indefinitely. Instead, 2022 was hit with a reality check of its own. Slap the traders around, and all of a sudden, you're looking at 20 30% losses across so many stocks, if not more. I did really good that year. I traded primarily like QID and SDS and PSQ and SH. I was pretty much just shorting those and even some shorts on the Russell and all that jazz. But coming into 2023, 
there was really no reason to change the strategy. It was just a new calendar year, right? There was no reason to think, oh, we're going to just go completely bonkers to the upside. NASDAQ's going to rip like 35 plus percent. Yeah, nobody was thinking that. So going into 2023, I was continuing to short the balances and stuff. But this time, unlike 2022, that wasn't working. Even going against like solid, you know, resistance overhead and it was good trade setups, it just blew right through it. And a lot of it was because of your big tech stocks, you know, your Apple, your Amazon, your Netflix, your Google, your Microsoft, your Tesla, your NVIDIA and Meta. Those stocks just went absolutely crazy. Now, things have changed a little bit with a lot of those of late, but those first six plus months of the year, you're going from January to like the end, actually, let's say seven months go from January to the end of July. That was a crazy rally. And so there was a number of times where I was short on the market. And I was just getting my I would say I was getting my head handed to me. I was just getting constantly tapped out on the risk side. So when you go into a trade, you have the risk and you have the reward. The reward is what you hope to realize on your trade. The risk is what you hope you don't realize, but that's the risk management side of it. That's the stop loss portion to where if it does get hit, you're out of the trade. And I saw a number of trades get hit at the stop loss side. And I think a lot of it comes back down to is I was having a really good year for the previous year that was, and I was winning a lot, winning a heck of a lot, felt good about myself, but. I was probably winning too much. And as a result, I was hit with that reality check too, that I had to understand what was going on here, that, hey, you can't rely, you can't rest on the laurels from 2022. You've got to recognize that the conditions are changing in 2023. And now things are actually starting to pick up to the downside again. I've been shorting the market over the last few weeks and it's been going well over the course of pretty much all of October. But the point of that whole story is, is that I came off of a year where I was winning too much. (laughs) <laughs> and it's not that we should say, okay, we need to win far less. We can't allow ourselves to win. We got to put in some real crappy trades here just to keep us from having even more crappy trades. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm trying to say is our response to winning has to be measured. We have to talk ourselves down from where we stand. And like I said earlier in the podcast episode, this is more of a problem for men than it is for women. Women are much more methodical when it comes to trading. And I'm not trying to whatever be politically incorrect or something. I'm just telling you what I've observed from coaching people, from seeing people in the trading block over the years. And and it's not like women are perfect traders either or anything like that. But I think sometimes they do make better traders though. I think from what I've observed though, they don't get hung up on the wins and losses. So if I get way up on a number of trades, like five or six in a row, okay? Or let's say 12 or 13 stocks are winning in a row. Not all at the same time. Let's say it's spread out across a month or two. I'm going to feel pretty good about that next trade, that 14th trade, that in that 15th trade. And as long as that streak keeps hitting, I'm going to feel pretty good about it. But then when that loss comes, what do you think is going to happen? You're like, no way this is happening. I don't lose. Heck no, I don't lose. And so it puts you in a position to have to choose between losing and admitting that you're not perfect or throw risk management out the window and keep losing even more. Because then when you take that first loss, if you're not recognizing what's happening, that this loss is just part of the normal course of events where as a trader you're going to have losing trades and that your winning streak if let's say it was 25 winning trades okay that's a lot but let's say it was that extreme well guess what that's an outlier we talk about statistics we talk about probabilities we talk about all these different things in trading we got to look at it our trading success in the same way we go on a streak of 10 or 15 trades in a row look at it as a statistical outlier that, okay, it's great while it lasts, let's enjoy it, but let's not let it ruin us to where we swing the pendulum in the opposite direction to where we can't admit that we're having a normal event here with a losing trade. So you get the losing trade and all of a sudden you're like, no, no, I'm not doing that. And you start to give back some of the gains like, no, 
I was on such a streak. I was expecting myself where I'm currently at now to be, you know, a thousand or ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars richer. You can't do that. You have to look at the fact that you're going to there's give and take in trading. You're going to win some and then you're going to lose some. I hate losing. I really do. And this is a hard subject for me to even talk about because I can feel what it's like even when I'm not on a losing streak. I know how I think when I'm on a winning streak. It's easy to get caught up in that. You feel good about yourself. You feel like, hey, I'm a pro. I know what I'm doing. I've arrived. And that's what we have to avoid. We have to bring ourselves back down to earth. One thing that'll help you, whether you're in a losing streak or a winning streak, is swingtradingthestockmarket.com. This is my patron website. This gives you all my stock market research each and every day. Guys, I'm telling you, this stuff is good. It's gold. And with it, you're going to get my daily watch list. I also do a daily watch list review. Really good stuff there. So I'm not just throwing a watch list out there. I'm also reviewing that watch list with you as well. And then you're also going to get my weekly master bullish and bearish watch list. So you know what I'm kind of operating off of throughout the course of the week. And then also big tech updates throughout the week and uh, market updates over the course of the week as well. So it's a really good value, really cheap. And you're supporting the podcast in the process. So there's really no excuse not to sign up. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I also think about streaks in basketball. And if you watch basketball, NBA, college, it don't matter. Let's talk about it from an NBA standpoint. There's this guy on the Magic, Jalen Suggs. He frustrates me a lot because he has all the talent in the world. He's really good, really good on defense too. But holy cow, he kind of becomes unhinged after he hits a couple of shots. And I think he could be a good shooter one day. But right now in his third year, he's not a good shooter. I mean, he's like a 33% shooter from three-point range. His second year, I think 20-something percent in his rookie year. wasn't good. He's, he's not a guy that you want to have the ball in his hands a lot. But they recently just started the NBA season, the first game. And one of his first attempts at shooting a three, he drills it. And then what do you think he did there after? Man, he started just heaving him. And I've seen it happen a lot. I'm a Orlando Magic fan. That's nothing to really be proud of. We've been to two NBA finals in 35 years. So... We're not getting much of a return for spending a lot of time watching them or going to their games over the years. Another guy that comes to mind is Dennis Scott, a really good three-pointer, but freaking streaky as anything. I remember watching Dennis Scott growing up, and this was like 90s, right, with Shaq and Penny Hardaway. And Dennis Scott would, he would start hitting these threes, and you were thinking, man, this guy's on fire right now. And he thought he was on fire too. And don't get me wrong, the guy's one of the great three-point shooters of all time, but if he hit five or six in a row, which is a lot, I, I'll give him that. Dude didn't know where to stop. And I remember there was this one game in particular where he was going for the record. And I think he was up to like 12 three-pointers or 11 three-pointers, whatever the record was back in the early 90s. And he still had probably like a whole quarter to play. But he started heaving the threes. And it was like he couldn't accept the fact that they're not all going to go in. And so he just kept heaving one after another, after another, after another. I think one of them did fall, and he did get the record for a time. But it's kind of like that with trading. We we start getting on the streak, and then we start thinking that we shouldn't have any bad trades or a losing trade. And then all of a sudden, we don't manage the risk, and we start taking, I would even say more so than not managing the risk, is we start accepting less quality trades. 
if anything, when we start seeing ourselves getting on these really good roles, we should be a little bit more picky about the trades that we're taking. We shouldn't start believing the hype behind our trades, thinking like everything I touch, like this guy mentioned, the Midas touch. We can't think like that. We got to start thinking to ourselves, okay, we got to be a little bit more measured. We're on a winning streak. It's easy to, to let that get to our heads. You got to talk to yourself about this. You got to talk to yourself through it. It's like, look, I'm not going to let this define me. I know this is a statistical outlier and I'm not going to let it affect my trades at the end of the day. So winning too much, yeah, it can be a problem. It can be a huge detriment to your trading because what you end up seeing is a lot of frustration where the pendulum swings real strong in one direction. And then when that momentum wanes and you start to take less quality trades or lower quality trades, you start seeing that pendulum swing the other way. And then you start making stupid decisions. You start ignoring risk management practices and you try to get that money back that you lost. And that money continues to compile and you just keep taking worse and worse trades, trying to get that money back right away. Maybe even double down or triple down on, on existing losing trades. I don't know, but that's what tends to end up happening. And then all of a sudden you get on that winning streak again. You start riding that wave of emotion and then it comes to an end. And so you find yourself on this pendulum that's swinging back and forth. And eventually you probably just blow your account out from something even more stupid. But what I want you to do is not do that. Recognize it. Talk yourself through this whole issue. Go back in time and look at your trading journals and say to yourself, man, look at this time when I was up you know, five or six trades in a row. What happened thereafter? How did the, how did the results thereafter when that streak ended compared to what a normal losing streak would look like or normal period of trading would look like? If I might win typically five out of every nine trades on in normal trading conditions, what did my trading look like then when I after I ended a pretty phenomenal winning streak? What did my trading look like thereafter? Was it an outlier as well? If so, you're probably starting to believe your own hype and you need to straighten that out as fast as you can. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would encourage you to leave me a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to me on. Keep sending me your emails, ryan at shareplanner.com and go to swingtradingthestockmarket.com to get all my research. I mean, I, I put a lot of time into this research each and every day, so I really think it's of incredible value. So check it out, swingtradingthestockmarket.com. Thank you and God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePointer Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to shareplanner.com slash trading block. That's www.shareplanner.com slash trading block. And follow me on SharePlanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at ryan at shareplanner.com. All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon.